Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. And if you cannot tell by now, I'm going to tell you again. I'm so excited to be back with you guys for season three. Very much looking forward to all the amazing guests that I am going to have. And I have one on the line right now. And it's funny, we've been able to build an amazing uh, business and personal relationship over the last couple of years. International consultant, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Deidre Giles, a.k.a. a powerful Black woman who simply tells it like it is hanging out with her for a little bit to talk about pivoting and uh, our first episode was all about the purpose in the pivot and I shared that with you and I wanted to follow up with that by talking to Deidre who is an expert in all things entrepreneurship employeepreneurship which she will explain and also just those of you who work in the corporate space she knows all about it and uh, here with me now without further ado Deidre we finally made it happen thanks for hanging out with me finally I'm so excited (laughs) I cannot wait I can't wait I can't wait and I wore my glasses. Shout out to Indie Vision. I wore my glasses to match your fly because Deetra always, and I mean always, has a nice set of frames on. <laughs> Even when I work out, I'm like, listen, y'all I'm blind. They're not for fashion. <laughs> I, if you look into my glasses, you can see my spirit. I promise you I can't see. Well, one thing that you can see, Deetra, is, you know, all things when it comes to those of us who work in the corporate space, those of us, as we call them, employeepreneurs, as you call them, that work in both and then obviously entrepreneurs. And so as I'm thinking about the purpose and the pivot, as I'm really trying to drive that point home with a lot of my listeners, especially this season, um, it's just something I felt led to do. I've come across a lot of millennials in particular who are in this space. Um, and I've been in this space and still am to a degree where it's like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm making some money. I'm able to support myself, but I'm not necessarily fully immersed in my passions of what I want to do. I want to make a shift. I want to make a pivot, but I don't know how to do that um, necessarily from a financial and also just an overall professional standpoint. So Deidre, I would, I would just ask you first, I mean, let people know a little bit about your experience because I want to, I want to add some credibility to this before I just jump right in. I know how amazing you are and why, but those listening may not. So I start off with, I'm a four-time TEDx speaker. Um, get to go around the world talking about these topics. Actually, this uh, summer 2022, I was in Ghana, Kenya, and Tanzania talking about these very things and while also enjoying myself. But it's funny, I was talking about this at another conference. One of my clients deemed me this, and I, it had just always stuck. They said, Deetra, we love you because you are university tested and industry approved. Mm. And I said, oh, I like that. But what does it mean? (laughs) And they said, we love you because you are academician. You come from the academy. You know this theory. You write white papers and present at conferences. But we also love it that you take that theory and you turn it into practical knowledge. So not only are you an adjunct faculty member, you are also a consultant who was once head of HR in an organization who's actually done this stuff. So I do a lot of practical things, but everything I do practically is found theoretically and I've been doing this for a long time I look good for my age because black don't crack but I've been doing it for a long time <laughs> well I'm, I'm gonna jump right in 
uh, Deidre, there are some of us who are in positions where we're like, yo, I need off this job. I need to create more space for me to really do what I love to do. Um, there are some of us that are like, eh, I think I might need to hold on to it a little bit uh, and still work on my entrepreneurial ventures on the side, my side hustle right now. Let's let's do this arrangement. But let me ask you this. When is the right time to leave the job? When is the right time to stay and stick it out? How do we determine those two things? So here's the thing. And I'm about to scare some people for a minute, but I'm going to scare you. And oh, then, Lord. I know <laughs> you already start. OK, backstory. Deetra tells it like it is, y'all, and sometimes it gets a it, it gets a little aggressive. So I'm just forewarning you, but it's gonna bless you if you hold on, okay? And this is gonna bless you. Go ahead, Deetra. It is, and I, you know, I gotta tell it like it is. So here's the scary part: pivot and poverty sound very much alike. <laughs> Ooh. I know. Ooh. Just brace yourself for that. And the reason I say that is because. Oftentimes, we don't understand that our lives are very synonymous with agricultural farming. Mm -hmm. So think about farming. You have to get a seed. You have to sow a seed. You have to work that seed. You have to give it time where many people don't um, aren't successful. Many entrepreneurs aren't successful is they don't give themselves enough time between sowing and harvesting. And so as soon as they put that seed in the ground, they're like, I need it to pop. And that's yeah. just not how seed works, whether it's in agriculture, whether it's in career, whether it's entrepreneurship or even romantic relationships. That's just not how it works. And so there's a time where it looks really, really scarce, where it looks really, really scary. Is this going to come to fruition? Is that client going to come through? Is this going to turn into the contract I need? Rent is due. When is it coming? And so we have to begin to plan. So the question is, when are you ready? You're ready when you've worked your plan, but your plan hasn't finalized yet. And that's mm. that scary part. You've worked your plan, but your plan hasn't finalized. So when have you saved the money you need? When have you made the contacts you need? When have you prepared yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially to close that gap? Here's the last part. The last part is most people that ask that question, when is it time, are asking that question because they're actually scared. It's been time. The time the time has passed. You're almost out of your time. You are just scared and you're holding on to something because you have this disillusion of confidence, security. It's just an illusion. A corporate job is simply an illusion of security. They could shut mm -hmm. down tomorrow. They could downsize tomorrow. Their major client could stop. And what you're saying is, I'm asking, when is it time? Because I'm scared it already is time and I haven't prepared myself. Ooh, that's good. I'm going to throw something at you, though. You, you talk about fear. And as we know, fear in itself is an emotion. But frustration is as well. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes people make emotional decisions or, or try to, um, they're so frustrated. I got to leave. I got to get out of here. But how do you gauge the barometer between the frustration and the fear? Are there some tactical ways that we can just kind of check in with ourselves to ensure that we're not making or potentially making an emotional decision, but one that we are ready to make? Absolutely. That's a great question. It's a question I always add, tell people to ask themselves when they come to me and say, Deetra, I'm leaving. And my question to them is, are you running from something or are you running to something? Hmm. If you're running from something, you are making an emotional decision. If you are running to something, then it's time. And I'll give you an example. I remember when I decided 
it was time for me to take my entrepreneurial jump. I was head of HR at Emory University's Oxford College. My boss loved me. I had people around me. I loved everything about what I was doing. And I said, this ain't it. I'm mm. not running from this. So much so to my boss came to me and said, give me a number. Whatever it is, I'll meet it. There is no number. I wasn't running from something. I was running to something. Now I'll give you a time when I was running from something. I had a boss that didn't support me. I wrote a letter said, if you're not out of here by this particular date, sit down, write your resignation letter and leave without a job. I was dumb enough to do that. I was running from something and it did not yield me the results that I would have gotten had I been strategic and ran towards something and not from something. Mm, Okay, let's stay with this for a minute because some people say, hey, I just need peace. I don't have peace. On my job. I am in a situation where it's literally affecting my mental health. I have to get out of here because I don't want to run towards a hospital. Okay. (laughs) So in in that instance, you know, there are people that, and I've done this before, I've left a job without a job. Now I Mm -hmm. I planned a little bit as well and saved, but for those who just say, Hey, this is a decision that may come across as impulsive, but it's for the safety and the betterment of my health and wellness. What do you say when people are in that kind of position and think that they need to be mindful about moving forward in a situation where there may not be something waiting for them immediately on the other side of that? So I'm going to say two things to this. Always prepare for the inevitable. Hmm. And We often let the inevitable sneak up on us and we're surprised by what is going to happen at some point anyway. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If most of us started working, we were teenagers. We had the afternoon job, the summer job. We've been working since we were 14, 15, 16. You old and crusty now. You tired. (laughs) It's inevitable at some point that you're going to need a significant break. And it may not even be that that job is getting on your nerves. It's just you're tired. And that job happens to be the place where you've hit the wall of tired, right? Yeah. So plan for that. I I was thinking about it today. I keep, I'm a beekeeper, whole nother story. But I was thinking about looking in nature. We are the only creatures that don't have a designated break time. Like my bees in the winter, if it's below 50 degrees, they don't work. They have a designated time of year that they're like, we ain't doing nothing. And their lifespan is way shorter than ours. Ants, ants know in the wintertime, there's not going to be food store up because we chilling all winter. We're the only beings, things created that just work. We don't take a break. We don't take a sabbatical. We just work. And if you do that, at some point, you're going to hit a wall. Financially, you need to plan for hitting that wall because it's inevitable. Mm. That's number one. Number two is this is the harder part. And I promise y'all, I mean, I love y'all with my whole heart area. So please know that. (laughs) Here it comes. I know, right? (laughs) Peace is an inside job. Mm. It's an inside job. I don't care where I am. I don't care what I do. I don't care who you are. You don't have the authority, the power, or the access to impact my peace. I will have peace, right? And so what we have to do is maintain that peace at all costs. Many of us walk into places that we know are hostile and we don't prepare ourselves mentally. You know your boss is crazy. Why didn't you pray for you went to work if that's what you do? You 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 know you know you don't like Sheila and you know Sheila don't like you. Why you go to Sheila's office and talk to her? Mm. 
Why? And so we have to begin with no matter where we are, especially in hostile situations, we need to do a better job of guarding our peace until we get an opportunity to leave. Because some of us, we just can't just walk out the door. We have we got kids, we got bills to pay. But in that situation, I'm telling you, you strategize about guarding your peace before you strategize about getting out. Because if your peace cracks, your mental cracks and you will never get out, you will end up in a mental institution. And that's not what we want. We definitely don't want you in a straitjacket ever. <laughs> Interestingly enough, recently Trevor Noah announced that he's going to be leaving The Daily Show and he's going to be pursuing uh, more of a career in stand-up, which was interesting, shocking to some. Uh, but again, he said, you know, this is where his heart is and this is what he wants to to, to really give more time to. Shout out to Trevor Noah. That's a, I, I call it a bold and courageous move. I mean, leaving that Daily Show desk and leaving that coin. Yeah, that takes a lot, a lot of courage. Uh, but with that said, I mean, there are people who, Deidre, who are moving from situations where they're really in one sphere professionally and really pivoting into something, a hard pivot into something that is vastly different um, than what they've been known for. I'll give myself as an example. I came up in this industry as a producer and despite wanting to and, and really going to school to be a personality producing is what I landed in and then I got good at it. And so then you're looking up 10, 11 years later and that's how people saw me. So the pivot for me was very challenging to move from producer to personality producer, leading with personality. And I'm still, you know, in in the convincing business, but confident in that as well. So, you know, what can you say to people who are really trying to represent themselves to people? I call it, I call it represent instead of represent, but represent themselves to people from a branding perspective, like, hey, this is who you may know me to be but this is who I am now. What are some tactical tools that they need to keep in mind as they are representing themselves? One, I say find that one person, that one opportunity, that one thing that can really put you out front. Like you, for example, you you are a great producer, but when you get out front, when you get a mic in your hand, I'm convinced. I'm con- I'm like, oh, that so means why- a lot, Deidre. You know no, for real. I'm like, why is she behind the scenes? <laughs> <laughs> she cute. She has stage presence. She knows what to say. Why, why, why we got her back there? <laughs> you got people back there, but everybody can't be in front. So the thing for you and, and what I'm saying for you as an example is when you get the opportunity, this is the problem. Once I can't remember who said it, but people often say that opportunity luck is just opportunity meeting preparation. Yeah. Here's the thing. Most of us, when that opportunity presents itself, we are not ready. I remember when I first started and I'm this HR person, I'm the business person. I'm again, behind the scenes, making stuff happen. I knew that I was called to be a public speaker. I knew I was called to give keynotes. When the opportunity presented itself, I, in my mind, my theme song is Nas, one mic. If you (laughs) give me one microphone. Yeah. I am going to kill it. And so I was buying time for that opportunity. And the first time I got a mic, tore it up. They was like, who's the keynote and why are they coming after her? Mm. Right? So keep being prepared and presenting yourself. Also, be your number one spokesperson. Behind me is a Melissa Mitchell painting. And if you know anything about Melissa Mitchell, Mm -hmm. she's, I love her. That's my girl. Oh, she did this painting for me. I was so excited. But anyway, that she wears her stuff more than anybody yes. wears her stuff. You are hard pressed to see Melissa not in a Melissa Mitchell. Facts. So you have to be your biggest champion. A lot of us sit back and we hope, oh, 
I hope they know I'm good in front of the camera. Oh, I hope they know. My work will speak for me. They've seen videos of me before. They haven't. Uh They haven't. They don't know you do that. They don't know that you're good at that. So when you get an opportunity, one, snatch it and be prepared beyond prepared for it. And two, when you get the ear of a person, let them know what you do and what you want to do and what you're capable of doing versus who's already doing it. Hmm. Come on. I almost lost myself. I almost ran away. I almost ran out of here, Deetra. That that that's so true. And your point about not assuming that people know who you are. I had to fight with that, you know, and 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 for me, I had to recognize that I was coming from a prideful place. No mm-hmm. matter how much work you've done, you can't assume that everybody's aware and mm-hmm. knows what's going on and knows what you're great at. Even if you said, I've done this for years. No, guys, I'm trying to tell y'all. We think people really care. And I'm not saying this to be negative, but they don't. And it's not even because they don't want to. It's simply because everybody's busy. Everybody's multitasking. Everybody's just trying to get what they need to get off their plate. And so mm-hmm. that leaves very little room for them to pay attention to you. So huge, huge point there, Deetra. And inter- interestingly enough, um, I want to I want to stay with that opportunity piece because with opportunity, sometimes comes a check and sometimes it doesn't. So let's talk about this a bit because I even found myself in situations in the very beginning. You know, you do stuff for free, and and if I feel led to do so, I do so. But now I can say that. But before it was kind of like whatever came my way, I was kind of functioning in the, from this desperate place of I got to mm. get on. I got to do this. So I'm taking whatever. I'm not even asking for anything. I'm just taking what I'm given. And many times that wasn't anything. How do you gauge as you're moving through this pivot? And, and for some people, a, a complete rebrand. Pro bono is OK versus no. Here's my fee. It's negotiable potentially. Mm-hmm. But I have to be compensated. Where do where how do we move through that? and measure when it's time to say, okay, yeah, no, I got a rate. Here's the thing. I tell people I have never worked for free, but that doesn't mean I wasn't paid. Mm. I need you thinking about that. So here's the deal. Even to this very day, there are people that hit me up and say, I, I, I'll i give you a great example. I had a client the other day and they asked me for to do a keynote for their company leadership gathering and my speaker fee wasn't in their budget mm-hmm. I said that is unfortunate <laughs> um so let's figure something out because right. here's the deal let me tell you what the the scenario is the president of the company found me this is going to be a a this is a probably 500 million dollar annually company mm. their leadership from all over the country are coming together All of their leaders have a budget. They don't have the budget for my speaking fee, but I know how much money I need to make. Who's going to be in that room? Will I make up that money by the opportunities that are in that room? The answer is yes. Guess who's not going to get paid her full full speaking fee, but will probably make 10 times more than her speaking fee off of that room. Ding, ding, ding. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Even for another example, when I first started speaking, I realized I wanted to be a keynote speaker, wanted to get my feet wet. I would apply to speak at different conferences in their breakout sessions. Well, most often conferences don't pay their breakout speakers. They pay their keynote speakers. They don't pay their breakout speakers. And people say, I'm not speaking for free. Wait a minute. They're going to have you come there and do a commercial 
to your potential audience. And so I'm going to be in a room of 200 people who came to my session to hear me speak. And if I do this right, I could probably close at least 10% of that room, which will be more than my speaking fee anyway. So as you're thinking about should I charge, shouldn't I charge? The answer is I you always charge. If they don't ask, you ask. Now, if they come back and say, we don't have the budget, now it's time for you to start to strategize. How can I make up my speaking fee in this room? There are situations where I'm like, I can't make up my speaking fee in this room. So it's a no for me. This is not my right. audience. These are the people that will hire me and bring me into the organization. These are the people that could bring me into another conference and have me speak. So it's a no for me. But if I'm calculating and I know who's going to be in the room, what the opportunities might be, and I can make up my money and then some, I'm taking it. So really think about the opportunities. Again, preparation, meeting opportunity. This room might be your lucky room, even though the organizer couldn't pay you your fee. Wow. Yeah, I, I feel like, and I mean, I, I, this was for you all listening, but I feel like this is this is for me as well. This is this is what Deidre does to me all the time, all the time. I want to speak to just my entrepreneurs. I know I kind of talked about the pivot as it relates to folks that are employeepreneurs and coming off of a job or when to stay, when to go and that type of stuff. But I, I want to move into entrepreneurship. I mean, there may be some folks who are trying to ex expand their business in a different sphere that people aren't necessarily familiar with. Um, or stopping one business venture and moving into something that's totally different. So I want to make sure I'm not leaving out my entrepreneurs. Uh, for those who are looking to pivot, who are just strictly business owners, entrepreneurship is how you make your bread and butter. What would be some of the, the advice that you would give to them, Deidre? I would say as entrepreneurs, we always hear this story that the average entrepreneur has six to 10 streams of income and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and if you're an entrepreneur like me, you're like, well, I'm I'm struggling to run the run business I got. How y'all got yeah, six? Yeah, yeah. How, how? But I really want you breaking that down and seeing what can I turn into a stream of income that I'm already doing. I'll use it because I don't like to pick on other people because my clients like, don't be talking about me. So I talk about myself, <laughs> right? So example, I run ExecuPrep, which is a performance optimization firm. So we're going and doing training, executive coaching, DEI consulting. But what we realized is, hey, Detroit, we can pay for marketing. But when you speak, you bring clients. Hmm. So go out and speak. Wait a minute. They pay speakers and they pay them pretty good money. Yes, they do. And I threw out a fee like I'm going to charge this. And someone says, sure, we got it. If y'all say yes that quickly, that means my fee wasn't high enough. Mm. And then I realized, wait a minute, that's another business. So ExecuPrep is my corporations, my LLC, S Corp, all that stuff where I have employees. But the Dietra Giles brand is trademark, it's my name, it's a brand. That's also another stream. What I also recognize is, hey, I got to look decent. Hmm. And I always don't have a makeup artist. So I started a whole other thing, a book and a beat, because I'm an avid reader. And we just had makeup artists come in, teach a makeup class, and an author come in, and we do a book club. And we started going, and I would travel. I was like, hey, I'll do it in this city. We did it in Atlanta, sold out. We did it in D.C., sold out, did it in L.A. Wait a minute. And so do things that align with what you are already doing. And that's how we create those multiple streams. But in entrepreneurship, it is feast or famine. And you need something to get you between those famine periods. And that's why those multiple streams matter. They don't have to cover your first full stream. They're just a stream. Streams are big and large. Yeah. And so making sure that you do things that are ancillary or in concert with what you're already doing, because you have to have more than one stream of income. But 
make it make sense. Those things should be addition to, not a distraction from your main source. That's good. Uh, there may be somebody listening right now that's saying, hey guys, this is a great conversation, uh, enjoying it, but it it, it, it kind of doesn't apply to me because I don't know what I'm passionate about to even make a pivot. Um, and there are some people I won't even name them in my life because I want them to make sure they stay on their corporate job. I don't want to get them. I don't want to get them in trouble, <laughs> but they say, you know, Sheree, my job is great. You know, I make good money, but it's not my passion. And I don't know what my passion is. And I'm talking about people that are well into their thirties. Some people even mm-hmm. in their forties. Um, what would you say to those folks who are listening? They're saying, Hey, Deidre, I'm still just trying to identify what my passion is, what, what I love, what, what areas you know, in life, whether it be personally, professionally, that I want to and should be serving in? What would you say to them? So I would say a few things. Number one, you do know. My Uh girl, one of my best friends, Sherry Riley, always Not you do know, Lord, today. I Look, look, I told y'all, Deidre, Deidre, why you do these people like that? I just just made them a nice bed, nice pillow, put a nice pillowcase on there for them to lay on. And you just messed the whole bed up and threw the pillow on the floor. Really? Really? You know, old school, when you when you lay in the bed on the Saturday, your mom put on that uh, the Osley Brothers and you were supposed to get up because you heard the music playing to get up and clean. <laughs> and you ain't get up in time, but she came and snatched the covers off of you. Lord. The Osley Brothers was playing, y'all ain't get up in time. So you do know. And and I one of my best friends, Sherry Riley's always said that she's like, stop saying you don't know because you do know. Hmm. But if you do know, Dietra, then why am I struggling? So there are a few reasons why you might be struggling. The very first reason is you actually are doing your passion, but you are doing it in the wrong place with the wrong people and they have made it miserable for you. Mm, that's good. Some, Some of you are actually doing what you love and you're wondering what happened. I used to be so passionate when I came into this profession. I was amped. I was ready to go. I was going to change the world. What happened? They sucked the life out of you. You are in the wrong place doing the right thing. That's why you feel confused because you know you love that. And you can't think of what else do I love? I, I don't have another passion. You don't. It's the right thing, wrong place. That's the first group of people who do know. The second group of people who do know, they're just scared it did this thing that I'm passionate about doesn't give me what I thought it was going to give me I wanted my face up on the billboard I wanted to be on the stage getting my Oscar my Emmy my Tony my Grammy and I'm not getting any of that what happened what you're passionate about doesn't lead to that your passion is a behind the scenes and your ego is a front of house but your passion is a behind the scenes Uh oh yeah So you need to align your ego with what you really want to do and stop forcing yourself into something that you were never called to and don't really want to do or be. I know. You just made my stomach hurt. Oh, it's more. Lord. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. It's the last one. I promise it's the last one. It's the last one. The third one is you're confused because you haven't sat with yourself long enough to get clarity. And Mm. what do I mean by that? Think about when you go into the room, what drives you crazy that everyone else couldn't care less about? I mean, they're like, I don't care nothing about that. And you're like, if that happens again, I'm going to lose my my mind. I have to stay and organize this. I can't leave this office looking like this. And they come back, the whole office is organized. Maybe your passion is organizing. 
Mm. Or when something goes, things aren't going right. You see somebody and they're dressed horribly. Like if I see one more person walking down the street dressed like that, I'm going to lose my mind. If you're the person that stays in the dressing room, <laughs> I'm talking to myself now, that you in there dressing people so badly that they come out like, where's the lady? And they're like, she doesn't work here. She she She's not an employee. You're... You're a stylist. That's your passion. Yeah. So if there's something that you can't stand that everybody else does not care about, then that's probably your passion. So for those who don't know, you do know. I tried. Okay. I tried. I warned you all about Deetra. She's no nonsense in the best of ways. It comes with, with all the love in the world. Um, and Deetra, as I, as I bring this thing to a close, I say that in my, my, ministerial voice as I bring this as I draw this sermon to a close um, for those listening everybody's in a different place a lot of people mm -hmm. are in different places in the spaces some people are pivoting some people are trying to to just be seen more even in, if they're working a corporate job they want a promotion um, but ultimately the goal one would hope would be to elevate in whatever space you're in so for those who are out here who need uh, a, a bit of a boost when it comes to feeling empowered enough to do what's necessary to elevate. What would you say to those people? And I'm one of those people because I'm always trying to elevate Deetra. What, what would you leave us with in that respect? I would say stop beating yourself up for where you think you're supposed to be right now. You don't really have enough information to say it didn't go the way it was supposed to go. And regret is looking back and saying, if I had done it differently, I would be in a different place than where I am right now. And the truth yeah. is, you don't really know that. That's not true. Hmm. You you don't have the proof or the evidence to say, if I had done it differently, I would have ended up in a different place. Stop beating yourself up. You paid for education. I think of people that are in debt and they're doing good about changing that and getting paying off debts and doing better financially. And yeah. if I hadn't, listen, it was education. Just like we pay for college, we pay for education. That was your fee for your financial education, right? Mm. It You paid your fee. And so take it as an education and use it to move forward. But beating yourself up about where you are doesn't get you anywhere. You have right now, you can start over, you can do it again. People start over all the time. You have people in their 60s starting multi-million dollar businesses. Yeah. So you're not behind. You are right where you are supposed to be. Now, if you stay where you are, that's problematic. But moving forward, you're right where you're supposed to be. Thank you, Deidre. I needed, I needed that. <laughs> Deidre, I'm, I'm so grateful um, that we got to do this. Me and Deidre have been talking about doing this for about a year I get to, and if you guys listen to the Willie Moore Jr. show at all, if, if it hits your city, um, me and Deidre have conversations about all things uh, entrepreneurship, employeepreneurship, those of you working in the corporate spaces. We talk this talk every Tuesday, every single Tuesday. Um, so make sure you guys stay tapped into the Willie Moore Jr. show to hear our banter back and forth. But um, it was great to just be able to just go straight through and have her on the podcast. I wanted to make sure that those who don't catch the Willie Moore Jr. show have an opportunity to um, just hear how amazing she is. And hopefully you were inspired today. And the fun thing is, Deidre also has a podcast. She's very active on social media. So Deidre, before I let you out of here, I want to make sure that people can connect with you in both of those outlets or any other ones that you have as well. All of my employeepreneurs, and if you follow me, you'll find out what that means. Hit me up on LinkedIn. There I am, Deetra Giles. And you can always listen to my Happily Ever Employed podcast everywhere you listen to your podcast, Happily Ever Employed. And do not reach out to Deetra complaining and crying, okay? These are for people who are trying to make a change 
okay, who are very actively involved in evolving. Yes. If you are actively involved in evolving if you're trying to make a change, if you're willing to take constructive criticism. Yes. And be inspired. Now you can cry while you're doing it. You could, yes. If you're ready to change, yes. call me. You could cry on my show. And I'm like, oh, boo, boo, boo. Um, so what we going to do when you, here's a tissue. You go, you ready to make some actions? Cry while you're doing it. But if you're action. not ready to move, I'm not your person. Please don't bother her. She will not just do crying and complaining. I'm just telling you now. She's a beautiful, amazing person. But you got to be ready to do the work. So, Deidre, I thank you so much. You have certainly been a blessing to me and our Willie Moore Dream audience and all of those you serve. We're going to do this again soon because I think this is going to get this is going to be a well-received uh, podcast episode. So thanks for hanging out with me on Just a Thought. And uh, we'll do this again sometime soon, Deidre. It's always a great time when Deidre Giles is involved. I'm so grateful and happy that we were able to make the time to do that sit down. And I really, really hope that it makes an impact not only today, but throughout the course of your professional and personal journey. And I have just a thought as Deidre was talking, I was just thinking about excuses, how many excuses that I have made when it came to me trying to justify why I didn't push forward with something I was very well capable of pushing forward with but maybe didn't have the guts to try. And so my just a thought is a challenge and it's really simple and short and sweet. Let's make a concerted effort to eliminate all excuses. Just eliminate them. And it doesn't mean that you won't have failures, which are just basically lessons along the way. But what it does mean is that you open the floodgates for effort. Excuses eliminate effort. And when you don't have effort, you don't have elevation. So that is my challenge, that we would eliminate our excuses and give our maximum effort. And I know if we do that, the preparation will meet the opportunity. The pivot won't just be possible, it will be imminent. Just a thought. And also not a thought, but a quick note. After, shortly thereafter, my interview with Deidre, her Instagram page was hacked. And so she actually has a new Instagram, and that is Deetra underscore Giles, D-E-T-H-R-A underscore G-I-L-E-S. Please be sure to follow her on Instagram and let her know I sent you. You will not regret it. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sharina Cole. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. Just a thought, just a thought, it's my opinion, it's just a thought, just a thought, get out your feelings. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.